to right now? How'd you end up where you're at? Mm, I started doing like a modeling uh, in my early stage of my career. And then I did lots of like, commercial and print stuff. And then um, I don't mean I stumbled into acting. I always enjoyed the performing arts and the storytelling. And then, um, so I kind of get into acting years ago right. and then TV and the films um, are always great like way for me to channel like my creativity and I loved acting and um, uh, filmmaking and storytelling. So um, I couldn't picture myself doing anything else for the rest of my lifetime, I guess. Um, I just had to carry on, push through and um, love what I'm doing right now. And um, I still doing lots of modeling job and um, uh, for the acting job um, because pandemic hits and then lots of production has been canceled. I think it is slowly coming back. I actually right. got back to set right now. Uh, we had to get COVID test every other day. Wow. Yeah. So what was that I, like? Uh, it's just to do swap, nose swap. And then, um, so we are do the test the day before filming and on the day of filming, they had to do another rapid test. Okay. Um, yes, working on set these days, it's very strict. We had to wear masks the whole time, uh, except when they call action. Even during rehearsal, you are wearing a mask. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. And of course you have to stay six feet apart and then, uh, I just miss talking to people. I enjoyed like the freedom used to be right. hang out, chatting with people. Right now, we don't have those. Make right. you appreciate, um, you know, you can connect with people like we used to do, right? You can hang out, you can chat. But these days when you're working on set, you cannot just go random, go talk to people. Because everyone has to stay six feet apart, plus wearing masks. Right. Um, yeah, it just make me appreciate the lots of things we used to take for granted. Um, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, let's talk about you know, let's start where you where you grew up at. Um, so I I I was born here in United States, and as an immigrant, we moved here years ago, and in Los Angeles. So this is always the city with my heart. <laughs> right. um, yes, that's another reason why I think I got into the entertainment industry because here in Hollywood, we're right here. And then being around with lots of people um, with the influence, um, with creative people. So yeah, it's just a, a great journey here. I, I, love, I love Los Angeles and... Um, I love my industry and love the people around me. I felt like uh, we're so lucky to be surrounded in this kind of creative culture and doing what we love to do. That's facts. That's facts. And um, once, as you say, you're you're an immigrant and you navigated to the states. Did you was your first destination Los Angeles, or did you stay yes. in another city first in California? Yes, California girls, not born, not, not born here, but I always see myself as California girl. <laughs> awesome. And, and yeah. what, schools, what schools did you attend or were you already adult when you came here? Like what age were you? 
you know, I went to college uh, for a little bit um, in East Coast, and I kind of dropped out, and I started doing online classes because at the time I'm already kind of in the industry, and then I started going to acting school in Hollywood, um, and I want start working. I want to go to auditions and uh, go work on set. Um, yeah. Nice. What school did you go to on the East Coast? I went to like, you know, uh, the college George Mason for a briefly a little bit. And then I finished my online class when I back here in California. So, okay. yeah, I didn't go to the school. Like, <laughs> I didn't like, you know, had the full uh, college experience, but yeah. I feel like um, with these days, like even you are looking at what we are right now, like everything is online, right? I feel like that's a, the trend and the future we may do. Even like these kids these days had to do online classes. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and what did you study while you were in college? Uh, I studied international relations and okay. um, um, yeah, it's not related to what I'm doing right now, but I always had a huge passion for uh, humanity and um, uh, world politics. It's more about, I don't mean like a politics. I, I mean more like, you know, uh, I would picture one day when I gets older or retired, I may work, you know, right. for UN or something like, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, and so you, once you navigated to Hollywood, how was, how was the beginning, you know, of, of your journey on um, becoming a, a, a Hollywood, you know, inspiration, influencer, actor, comedian, what, how, what did your journey start like? How did you start off, you know, for someone who's never been to Hollywood before and they want to get into the entertainment industry like yourself, would you tell them what's, what's their first steps that they should take to pursue their dreams? Um, I would think um, maybe the number one thing is you want to make sure you really enjoy the craft of art. You really right. enjoy acting, uh, film making, because uh, this is like, I don't know how to say, it's, it's not an easy industry and it's very competitive. Um, right. I would say it's not, it's, you have to think of this as a marathon, it's not a sprint like you have to keep doing it because you just love doing this yeah if, right. yeah mm -hmm. all right awesome and uh what what now you're pursuing you know uh com comedy obviously like you said you built up the courage to start doing stand-up um, what, what, were, what were some of the first professions that you hopped into when you first came to LA like were you strictly, you know, influencer? Were you into fashion? Were you modeling? Were you acting? What career did you want to pursue first when you moved there? Um, I mean, like when I was younger, uh, obviously, um, just like any anyone, we're confused. You you don't even know uh, what industry is like. You know, at a time, I kind of just navigate my. Uh, my direction by doing pretty much everything like right. influencer and modeling and acting um so i would say like now i have more clear vision about right. my future what i really want to do is always acting and maybe get into screenwriting and filmmaking um because i feel like for actors and writers we share the same kind of uh thing which is storytelling right 
uh, yeah. And um, uh, that's that's good to hear. You know, as far as like acting and storytelling, because um, I fell in love with that that substance too. You know, it's always the storyline for me. You know, if it comes to acting, writing, music, whatever the case may be, the storyline is definitely first. You know, mm -hmm. so when it comes to like storylines. You know, as far as like movies, what were some of your favorite type of movies? Were they comedy, action? You know, what were some of the movies that you really fell in love with mm. that inspired you? I, um, and like you said, I think story matters. Uh, what drives the story? Also, like the character development. I, I think the dynamic of character relationship definitely matter uh, for the script a lot. And then uh, for the films I like, oh gosh, there are so many different kinds of film I've watched over the years. Like, um, I like Inception. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's a good yeah. Movie. I like Inception yeah. I can, right. I think this type of film I can watch over and over. And then, I mean, sometimes I like to watch a romantic comedy. I think it depends on the mood. And then sometimes you watch a horror film, uh, yeah, action film. And yeah. That, but definitely, I think the the films I enjoy most is always like the one uh, with good story. And um, um, another type of genre I like is like, like kind of like a spy action type of film, like thriller. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I like thrillers as well. I like spy movies. Let's talk about some projects that you're currently you know, um, that you're, that you're participating in right now. Uh, do you have any projects that you want to speak up on that we can speak up on? Yes, I actually had my first uh, table reading for the script I created with my co-writer five years ago. And uh, it's uh, kind of like family comedy, like modern family meets first year boat and um, blackish. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, show. it's like a family comedy, yeah. <laughs> and we we kind of wrote that as a half hour comedy. And today we had like table reading, uh, like virtual table reading, and then got such a great feedback, and then lots of actors, and then like um, directors, they and even like the moderator, they're like, oh wow, we really wanted to see this on TV. This is gonna be a great sitcom. So. Oh yeah, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's awesome, Kat. Um, yeah, so far as like the show Blackish, you know, that's like, and I, I don't know if you've seen the other version, it's called Black as Fuck, but it's on oh, Netflix. Where, where? Oh, it's, really? It's by the same writer. Yeah, it's Blackish, and then he wrote a show called Black as Fuck, which uh -huh. is like a more raw version. Um, right. But I, I really feel like, you know, even even in that show, like Blackish, like they're really touching on stuff that has to do that affects the culture directly and what's happening now. You know, like they're really transparent with social mm -hmm. media and everything, you know, as well as like the, the drug from the drugs the kids are taking, you know, whether it's like fentanyl and Percocets to, you mm -hmm. know, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok you know, to tech in general, you know, as far as like the presidency, the very transparent, you know, what's happening now in that show. That's what I like about it. Um, what are some of your favorite shows right now, you know, besides like a, a blackish? Mm. Oh gosh, let me say, I, um, 
I watched so many different kind of stuff during pandemic. I guess we have so much time. Um, right. Yeah, even like documentary. And um, um, so for right now, I, uh, let me see, like, like almost every week there's a new show coming up on Netflix. And then, um, and I also watched this documentary which is like a number one trending on Netflix, like I think this week. It's like a true, yeah, it's true crime <laughs> story about uh, what happened in this hotel, Cecil. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, the hotel in on Skid Row, and mm-hmm. then it's like a true story happened, and you know that girl, Anissa Liam, I think. Yeah. It, yeah, like her, you know, that video released from the LAPD website, got like 20 million views on YouTube. It's like a civilian's video in the elevator. You have to watch it, it's got 20 million views on YouTube. And then, um, yeah, it's just crazy. Like um, how, like, you know, they kind of like explained how the whole thing and um, what happened in that hotel, like, you know. Yeah, that sounds crazy. I mean, are you still downtown? LA? Yeah, I'm still in downtown. That's why I was so intrigued by that documentary. That hotel is a couple blocks away from me. Jeez. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Mm, right. That's wild. Um, I was just watching this show that was based in like the Valley. Um, what was this show called? I got to go on Netflix and uh, check it out right now so I can give you the exact name. I don't want to mess it up because this is a good show if you're into shows like that. Here we go, Night Stalker. Oh, Night I Stalker, you, I watched yeah. that, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was crazy. That guy was a, a serial killer for sure. I mean, multiple people from old ladies to you know, couples to children. And uh, yeah, that story was insane. I mean, he would yeah. just literally walk in random people's house and there was no like logic to it. You know, there was, there was mm-hmm. no, really there was no specific way he was doing it he wasn't really thorough about it he would just kind of scroll through the neighborhoods and whatever yeah. a random house that was open you know he'll get in there and just kill mm. people you know rape them torture yeah them. i watched the whole series and uh, i'm like wow this human is so sick yeah he and was then, sick in the head you see how it yeah. ended for him though <laughs> Yeah, and then like even the you know, he he was in jail, and then I think he died of cancer, right? But I mean, like, yeah, he he has no remorse. Like, no. remember when he was on trial? He, he seems like he he think he's he's not guilty, and then he said something about like a Satan or something. I think his mind is possessed by Satan. Yeah, he was a devil worshiper, so. Yeah, I think also another thing about that uh, person's his mental ill. Right. I, I would see that because right, like, definitely mentally challenged. Yeah, and then it's so crazy, like how I, that's why I I think it's very interesting how the another documentary I just mentioned about about the hotel Cecil, they also mentioned that character Night Stalker. He oh, wow. stayed he stayed in that hotel because they said that hotel is for lots of serial killers and uh, rapists, all kinds of crazy people just living in that hotel. Like, wow. yeah, like how they like connected all those, like, you know, 
yeah. evil people, and that hotel is possessed by the evil spirit as well. Yeah, I mean downtown has always been like that. It's it's crazy because there's there's a there's a cool like industrial side to it,、mm-hmm. and there's like a very underground you know side、mm-hmm. to where it's just really dark you know. When and we're talking、mm-hmm. Skid Row and everything that else happens that else that really happens in downtown LA. I mean, it's very unspoken, but I feel like like movies like this series definitely kind of help shed a light on that, so people are more aware when they come to downtown LA and when they move down there, what to look out for, you know. So you gotta、totally. be careful. Nobody's staying in hotels this week. Yeah, anytime soon, hopefully. I know. Like after watch that series, I want to move out to downtown. I'm like, I don't know. I'm so close to all those. Like they talk about the history. Of Skate Row, like whites like that since the 1920s, like they have、right. this kind of movement. Like almost homeless people there, they they're not just homeless. They maybe they just got a jail or mental yield. Right. Yeah. There's definitely a, a correlation. And I, yeah, I just between people who are homeless、yeah. and and you know some type that also have some type of mental illness or you know they're mentally challenged.、Mm-hmm. And how high they are on the spectrum when it comes to that, you know,、mm. because there's been multiple cases where, you know, there's been, you know, prisons and jails are getting sued because a lot of people that are being locked up, you know, does have a mental a, a mental illness, you know, and and they're not mentally stable to where they kind of lack moral compass, you know, so.、Mm. Uh, there's definitely a correlation there, and something that it's going to take a lot of time to. You know, for for people to kind of be able to get those bills passed, but hopefully, you know, they'll express some awareness soon. You know, to where、yeah. they can find better help for those people who can't afford lawyers or, you know, things like that. Who just, you know, who just、yeah. really just need some help. They don't need to be incarcerated because of it. So, a lot、yeah. of it is non-violent crimes. You know, rather it be、mm. like you know drug addiction or right. You know,、um, Multiple cases of, of just like intoxication, you know,、mm-hmm. in public, things like that. So these are nonviolent crimes, you know, being on drugs and stuff like that, possession of drugs.、Mm. So, you know, definitely got to find better help for those people. I mean, there's places like Portland, Oregon, right now,、mm. for just Oregon in general. I think to where they legalize all drugs as long as it's like.、Mm. A, a amount where they know you're like self indulging and you're not. It's not con- conspiracy of trying to sell.、Uh, but yeah, if, yeah. You, if you're caught with like crack or coke or meth or weed down in Oregon, they gonna let you go scot free, which is crazy, you know. So I,、yeah. I think more people need to pass laws like that because they gonna do it regardless. But you know, it's just、yeah. to a point where it's just like, all right, how can we really help these people besides locking、right. them up, you know? But where would be your next move if it's not downtown LA? You've been down there for a while. <laughs> yeah, I may. I was thinking going back to Westside because I need to be Westside, like、um, like Santa like, Monica. Uh, not like West Hollywood and、oh, West Beverly Hills. Yeah,、oh, okay. by like like Beverly Center that area. Um. Oh, nice. So I'm. I don't know. I'm like.、Um, I'm still like you know debating.、Um, yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. That documentary definitely. Um, pushed me moved out of downtown. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? 
I, you know, I'm in Santa Barbara right now. I'm, I'm a oh, cool. You are in Santa Barbara? That's, yeah, that's um, right. That's so nice there. It's like peaceful, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been out here since the pandemic, really. Yeah, that's a so, good place. But I, I'm, I like it by the water, you know, so like mm-hmm. even if I do go to L.A., I'm going to be on the west side, but like Santa Monica, Marina Del Rey, you know, yeah. that's the areas I really like down there, so. Right. LA is so spread out. I think there are so many different pockets. Right. Uh, you can choose to live. And then, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so we're, I don't know downtown where it get better um, <laughs> or not. And uh, hopefully the government will step in to kind of make downtown better because I feel like we... Yeah. We They're need it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and they do lots of filming here in downtown. That's a thing. Exactly, um, exactly. I mean, it's a lot of places to film. I mean, if, if the next place I'm going to really set up a project is going to be downtown LA because there's so many, you know, open warehouses and ve- very creative spaces. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean about those industrial, you know, elements of downtown LA to where it's like you can rent a photo studio out there for like $30 an hour, you know, it's unbeatable. The price you can get film studios at in downtown LA, that's the place for it, you know, for film and warehouse space or whatever the case may be. So that's definitely going to continue, you know, but let's talk about some projects that you got coming up, Kat, you know, what's in the works right now um, that you're looking forward to before we get out of here that you want to share with the people? Um, like I mentioned earlier, that's one um, like a comedy series. I'm trying to push it, and hopefully, will get picked up. And um, I'm just glad I get lots of positive feedback today from the table reading. Uh, yeah, and then and I also trying to make lots of short films. I made four short films during pandemic. Um, awesome, awesome. And then we're doing another one actually over the Zoom. It's like a Zoom horror short. We just finished the script. And so I think we may film that next week. Um, it's so interesting nowadays. You can get so creative. You don't have to meet each other. So the other um, co-creators, like actors, while trying to do this, they're not even in Los Angeles. Right, right. When you're working online, I mean, the internet mm-hmm. possibilities are endless. You could be working for, with someone in Dubai, yeah, know, Australia, you know. Totally, yeah. This girl, I did one short film with her, and she's in Australia. So we did one short film, and then she um, brought another actor. This actor is actually in Boston. Right. So, like, we co wrote this script together. And um, yeah, we are in different place. And uh, I guess that's future is going to be like, I honestly, I don't mind, you know, living this lifestyle right now. I can wear my pajama pants sitting here talking to you. I don't have to <laughs> dress up. Right. <laughs> I swear I'm wearing my pajama pants right now. It's like, you can put it on a shirt, but like, you know, you can just wear pajama pants because you want to be able to see the whole body, right? It's like, okay. Right. Put, put on the suit <laughs> and they wear pajama pants at home That's, yeah I feel like uh, I know lots of people complaining about this but I feel like uh, too much negativity about this I feel like we're gonna make the most out of it so, right. right yeah 
So I'm kind of used to this lifestyle right now. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's, it's nice to hear that you've been doing good, Kat. I mean, share some links, some websites with the people where they can find you, follow you, social media, whatever. Thank you, Leo. You're always very inspiring and so talented. I can't wait to work with you again one day. Hopefully this pandemic is over this year. And um, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for reaching out, you know. Yeah, um, you got some social media you want to shout out? Oh, yes, guys. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok and Clubhouse. It's the same uh, username, official cat C. And um, yeah, hope to see you guys there and um, keep living your life. <laughs> right. All right. This is the Leo Black Show with our special guest, Cat. Thank you, Cat. You have a good one. All right. You too. Have a great one, Leo. Talk Thank soon. you. All Bye. Right.